Market to Online welcomes you to the Online Marketing That Makes Sense podcast. This is a weekly podcast released just in time to start off your new week. Check back Monday mornings. It'll be time well spent. Sometimes the truth hurts, but we're all adults here. And if you want to build a business that works as hard for you as you do for it, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and kick off your shoes. A brand new episode is about to start. Welcome back, my friends. Well, hold on for a second. Before we dig into this episode, let's do a quick recap from the last episode. Just in case some of you had missed it, it was the second episode diving into funnels, so there was one before that too. We started with a Funnel 101 bit of information. It was about the start of the very first funnel back in 1898. Yep, I said it, 1898. It even talked about a few things that we would not have had back then if you and I had somehow slipped back in time. We mentioned the AIDA, Awareness, Interest, Desire, and Action, the four mechanisms of creating sales or conversions. Then we discussed how the Ada Funnel of 1898, yep, I said it again, 1898, when it was first introduced, no longer functions in today's world because we, as a people, think and act differently. We were a people with different worldviews. We found out that our problem today is attention, or the lack of it. We all live today in an eight-second attention span world. We need to find a way to attract people to our message, product, course, or mastermind. But not just anybody either. We cannot serve all people. We need to attract to us only those that would truly benefit from the help we can provide. Even if we could help everyone, we cannot do it on one piece of content, on just one blog post, one Facebook ad, or just one manifesto. We need to learn how to filter out the people that fall within our world of influence, encouraging them to take action, gently pull them into your world through the mastery of attraction marketing. And everyone else can, through the use of your words, find their way back to whatever it was they were doing before. Kindly help them know that you are not there to serve them. I did say to be kind. There were a lot more things in last week's episode number 74, Funnels 101. I recommend you listen to it first before diving into today's information. And episode number 73, The Magic of Funnels, if you missed it as well. With that said, let's dive in. Here's your goal as I see it. Long term, make sales. Short term, build a list. Everything in between those two things can be changed to meet your business needs. Starting with the short-term goal, you need to build a list. A list of emails that is yours and can go with you no matter where you go. 
You need to do that on a platform you own. You cannot expect your Facebook friends, Twitter followers, Pinterest, Instagram, and TikTok followers to be there all the time. Like I said last week, they are your borrowed audience. You don't own them. Your messages on those platforms may only reach 8% of them too. So we're going to write a manifesto. Here are just a few quick tips to remember to include as you write yours. Number one, identify your business's why. Number two, write in the second or third person to place your audience into the story you're telling. Number three, describe how your business's purpose will improve people's lives. In your manifesto, you will share your thoughts about why you do the things you do. Identify your business's why. Your purpose drives your entire manifesto. Without presenting a clear and convincing purpose, your manifesto will seem like an inauthentic, emotionally manipulative sales pitch, to say it kindly. Your audience wants to know why they should care about you, and your product's best-in-class features have never been a compelling enough reason to support a business. What happened that led you to the point you are right now? Describe problems you may have faced and overcome, and you can also share the problems you still struggle with. It's good to know that you're a real person with real struggles still needing work to overcome. Remember, people want to be around others that they can identify with. And they also want to know that there is something tangible that will be exchanged in the relationship. You're trying to build a relationship with a stranger using the manifesto. You want to write in the second or third person to place your audience into the story you're telling. In your manifesto, your copy needs to pull your prospect in by including the words we or people. So using pronouns like you, we, and us can also engage people on a personal level and place them into the narrative that you're crafting. You want this manifesto to be long enough to require a next page button to continue reading maybe 500 to 700 words, you be the judge. The important thing is the end of the page needs to leave the reader wanting to know more, or possibly you stopped at a cliffhanger that needs to be resolved on the next page. Sure, you can just write a long page manifesto, you know, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 words, and conclude with a call to action a request to sign up for a newsletter, or sign up to your list. Of course you can, but that won't help you pull people forward. You want to attract them. A long page can be scrolled down to reveal the call to action without reading any of the heartfelt content leading up to the ask. No, you need a multi-page manifesto. It will guide and nurture your prospect at the same time. And lest we forget, we do not want everyone to sign up for our list. 
We only want people we can help. We don't want tire kickers. We don't want people that are just going to be on a list and do nothing. You're in a business to make money, right? So, you will need some of these people to one day, well, not today, of course, to purchase something from you. This will only happen if you let them know that. Let them know that you do sell products that you hope one day will be just right for them. But you also share loads of free content that helps people overcome real problems as well. This way, they know you are not just trying to sell them something right now. Later, yes. Let them know what you expect of them as well. On the last page of the manifesto, let them know how they will benefit by being on your list or as a newsletter subscriber. Remember to let them know they can always unsubscribe anytime they want. No hard feelings. If you want to be able to interact with them, then say so. You want your manifest to repel anyone that you have identified as not being a good match. You should have a section stating that too, such as, you would not be a good match if fill in the blank. Just like you could identify those that are a good match. Manifestos are important. They are meant to help someone get a good impression of you and your business quickly. But since we cannot interact with businesses, it's best to write as a person. As the person is going through your manifesto, reading it, and along the way you want them to read and nod their head in agreement, right? You don't want to put them to sleep. It should be a lively conversation. Include some wit and some joking around if it works well. If it is how you would normally speak with someone, never say anything or act in any way that is not true to who you really are. The important thing is that it should be written in your voice. It should read just like how you speak, like you were having a conversation with them. If you were to walk up to a stranger and had to tell them about your business in, say, five or ten minutes or even less, what would you say? How would you say it? Remember, this is a one-sided conversation, just like a lecture. They can be boring, right? So don't be boring. Share information a bit, then tell a story, share more information, a possible quote or something else to back up a thought you had mentioned. That way the reader knows others think the same way too. You want the reader to get to the bottom of the first page and want to read more. On the next page, you're starting over. You need to pull them through it as well. Of course, they're already starting to know you. Build upon that. Dig in and share more common things that you and your audience should have in common. You want the reader to feel as if they are already a part of your audience. And you want to describe how your business's purpose will improve people's lives. They should be glad they found you. 
Might I go so far as to say they feel excited? Well, maybe not yet, but soon, soon, my friend. So how long should your manifesto be? I would shoot for, say, three pages. This lets them click Read More or Next Page a couple of times. Each time they click, they're moving a little bit closer to you. They're beginning to feel you for the very first time. I've read manifestos that were seven pages long, and in snail mail advertising, some of the greats at marketing could easily write 10 to 20 page sales letters with ease. They would all pull people through them. If you ever see one, don't throw them away. Save them as examples of writing compelling dialogue. You need to be a writer that can share a lot of information that is light and bright for that many pages. A seven-page manifesto weeds out people early in the process. To get through seven pages, you know those readers care about what you are sharing. They may already be ready to sign up by page four or five. Who knows? Unless you test it. On your list, you want people that read the information you share. A three-page manifesto is a safe way to start building your list. It's how a lot of great marketers pull people into their world. They may not call them manifestos, but they use them the same way to help people quickly get to know them, like them, and take some action. That is exactly what I hope you will do one day too. Once the reader gets to the bottom of your final page, you could simply include a sign-up box for their name and email or link them to a landing page. Either way, this will place them on your list. And the thank you page could, if you thought you were compelling enough, you could ask them to like your Facebook page or other social media content as well. Once they are on your list, now it's up to you to nurture them and let them get to know you. Ask them questions as well. You want to know more about what they need as well. If you have products or just one, you can slowly talk about the problems that your product solves. Work it into the conversation, helping them to know that you do have ways to combat niche issues that they may have as well. If you feel uncomfortable with creating emails that walk people through a narrative and guiding them along a pathway, might I suggest you visit a couple of my podcasts. Episode 10, Email Basics. Episode 11, The Welcome Email. Episode 12, Relationship Emails. Episode 13, The Bridge Email. Episode 14, Promotional Emails. And Episode 36, the Bridge Email Part 2. Well, that's it for me. I'll see you again next week. Hold on a second, my friends. Before you go, I just want to remind you that if you have not done so, click follow on your podcast app to not miss any new episode. This is your podcast, built and produced just for you. If you don't like what you're hearing, change it. With that said, I hope you learned something new. And if you have any questions, 
and or suggestions, you'll find a link for that in the show notes. I'll see you next week.